Hello and welcome to BNL. Oh, wait, I should probably say Bare Naked Ladies. Yes. Hello and welcome to Bare Naked Ladies R Us, the podcast all about Bare Naked Ladies, the, the band, not the ladies. My name's JD. And I'm Nick. And this is our first episode, and the setup is a little wonky, and we don't fully know what we're doing, so if you can, if that, that shows, absolutely, I'm case. very sorry about that. Um, this is a album-by-album album review walkthrough of Bare Naked Lady, the Canadian band discography. Uh, we'll cover all their albums from Gordon all the way up to, at least at this point, Fake Nudes. Uh, and probably by the time if we actually make it through all of them, there will be a new one. But probably not fake nudes naked. Probably but. not. No, we won't do. Yeah, we won't do the acoustic versions no. of the same songs. Maybe, no, no, but no. we'll see. Yeah. Um. So before we jump in, we want to we want to talk about our um ourselves a little bit. Very briefly, we won't bore you with that. And then why bare naked ladies? So, um, like I said, my name is JD. We're we're both in Michigan right now. We're in Nick's apartment in Detroit, Southfield. Sorry, Southfield. Southfield. Yes. And. Uh, I work in digital marketing technologies. I worked at uh, Discovery Channel for a few years uh, at SourceFed, uh, a really cool YouTube channel that is no longer in existence. So it was really cool for a while, um, but did a lot of podcasting there. Yeah, they did have a good run, and then and then the run ended. Um, so I've got a little bit of experience with potting, and and Nick. <laughs> I my, yeah, my name's Nick. Uh, I am also from Michigan, as. You stated we are here. Mm -hmm. uh, I have zero media background. <laughs> a lot of fan things. I'm very into a lot of podcasts, but no experience. I am a structural engineer. Uh, yeah, which structural engineers are known to be the best podcast hosts yes. of all time. Traditionally, so. <laughs> we are very outgoing, not right. at all shy. Right. Um, yeah, just so, the perfect people you want to hear from to, for for yes. hours on end. Right. Exactly. So. So in terms of um, why a podcast like this and why Bare Naked Ladies, there are two parts there. We're both huge fans of Are You Talking, Are You Me? And Are Are You you Talking You Talking You Two to Me? Are You Talking, Are You Talking? Right, yeah. Um, the, the Scott Ackerman, Adam Adam Scott podcast. And, Over um, on the Earwolf Network. Right, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Hashtag not a sponsor yes. yet. Um, we're working on it, people. We're, we're, we're going to send this out as soon as we're done <laughs> and try really hard to get them to pay Before us. Before editing, right, it's going right. directly. It's like those old box. Bob Dylan demos you find yes. in the basement. You're like, we don't even need to do anything to these. <laughs> these are done. Um, so, uh, so why Bare Naked Ladies? They're a band that we're both really passionate about. We share a lot of music taste overall. Um, but this one is probably the, the, the band that we are most into uh, at the same time or at, at the same level yes and coming have, out of high school we followed them around mm -hmm. every show in michigan for for a few two years summers. Yeah. one of the you know a couple and it wasn't like dead headlock you know i always feel really weird about that because there was like that one week where we saw them twice mm -hmm. uh and, and within like five days and i'm like that was really cool and then like my brother's girlfriend's dad was like a deadhead and it was like you know five shows a week <laughs> for months on end and i'm like two shows Man. in five days is nothing you yeah. know so it was very cool. It was so much fun. Mm -hmm. That was just an incredible so tour. But do you do you want to go first? Like, how did you get into Bare Naked Ladies originally? Uh, yeah, I think it probably makes sense for me to go first because I got into Bare Naked Ladies through you. Oh shit! Yeah, you're right. No, that uh, was not that was not a narcissistic <laughs> ploy. That was not me. Like, hmm, where uh, did you get good yeah. one? Right. Uh, no, we were driving around, and you showed me. Um, Four seconds, and mm -hmm. you challenged me to memorize the whole thing in a week, I believe. Uh, for, for no reason. For but no to reason. Just, just to do just it. Just to do it. Uh-huh. Just, oh, can you do this? I don't know. Uh, but yeah. Then you did. I did, and I loved it, and got into more of them, 
and and then it, and yeah, then it just expands yeah, from there. Yeah, I um, I, the first time I remember hearing them, being the millennial that we that I am was in the Digimon movie from like 1999, <laughs> I think it was, and for whatever reason, that children's film, that animated children's film, had one week playing during a sequence in the beginning, and like you know, kind of like a montage that. scene. And I, so I remember it from that because I thought that was a good – it sounded really cool as, like, a five- or six-year-old. Um, and I don't remember – so, like, I had my – you know, I was – we were both raised on, like, a lot of Christian rock, Christian music, um, mm-hmm. which was – which, you know, is was whatever. Was that your first sounded, show? Right? No, it wasn't. No. Okay. Let me finish my fucking sentence to tell you what I was going to say. So I started getting into, like, the music that I like to listen to, you know? Like, someone showed me a song, and I was like, this is great, and then all these bands started coming in. But – Bare Naked Ladies wasn't until a couple of years after that, so they weren't even one of the first few bands I was into. I don't remember what it was. Well, I know that my parents got me their greatest hits. The um, uh, I forget the name of it. Um, all the all, all your greatest hits, because yeah. it's based off of the box set lyrics. So they got me that album, and I don't know why I asked for it, but I, I did. And then, you know, it took, same thing. It took off from there. The album was great. Um, I think I ended up getting Stunts and Maroon because my dad had Stunt in the house somewhere, you know, from... Right next to the Hootie CD, like yeah. seriously in the show <laughs> that he never listened to, um, and then yeah, then it just kind of grew and expanded from there. And then yeah. um, I thought I was cool challenging you to listen to to memorize four seconds, and then you did. And then I thought you were pretty cool. Well, I'm glad because yeah. <laughs> the girls I was trying to date at the time didn't. Because I'd say I can bare naked ladies songs memorized. Like that doesn't mean anything. Even it's funny. Even even my wife now is. It's the one band of mine. We're both really music. You know, into a lot of music. It's the one band that I love that she just can't stand. We've we've she's seen them live. We've gone to a show really? and the show was great. She loved the show live, but like it's the one band where if we're in the car driving, she's like turn like put some she sighs oh. and rolls her eyes and it's like all right fine I got to put something else on if I'm going to be a good a good husband. So, um, and, and we'll get into those reasons why I'm sure as as we progress and listen to more of it because there are reasons why people can be turned off by them, but yes. they are one of the I guess. The, yeah, right. Well, <laughs> if you're insane, <laughs> we're gonna talk about uh, Bare Naked Ladies album by album, what we love about it, and and one of the part of the format is we're gonna go track by track through an album. We're gonna talk about the history a bit, and then at the end, based off of the conversation, we're gonna play a game that's fun for us and probably nobody else, which is Absolutely. based off of our comments throughout it. I'm gonna guess Nick's favorite song and least favorite song on the album, and he'll do the same for and me. And then I'll guess my favorite. And yes, you'll guess your favorite, <laughs> and then we'll ask God yes. if you were if right. I'm right, and if I'm you're usually not. wrong. <laughs> so, um, so their first album. Uh, we're not gonna spend too much time on like the formation of the band and the history of it. Google it, people. <laughs> yeah, just Google. So like, we're we're talking about the history of the band. Google it. All right, let's go to the tracks now. I don't want to skip over the whole history. I mm-hmm. think we at least need to na- mention the people in the band. Off the mic, real quick. Let's tell everybody okay, that it's okay, literally seven bare naked ladies who sound like they have really deep voices, but there's only six of them. Right, and they're also men, and there's so only five of we're, them. We're adding one. But they don't, if we don't talk about the history, they'll never know. Or do you feel bad about deceiving people to that? I feel bad. Okay. I don't want to do that to Ed, but it is really funny. Edna, you mean? Edna, yes, absolutely. And Stevie Page. Stevie perfect. Page, yes. Okay, all right. Let's just go, let's just talk about the okay, normal people. Can we, can we go back Let's on go back on Mike, and okay, we'll talk about right. five yes. men. Okay. Five men. So, we'll talk about the five men in the band now. Yes. So, go for it. Ed Robertson. Yes. Number one with the bullet. Yes. No. <laughs> uh, Ed. Ed Robertson, Stephen Page, 
Jim Cregan, Tyler Stewart, Kevin Hearn are kind of the, the main throughout the throughout yeah. the history. Yeah. But uh, also Andy Cregan was there for a couple years at the beginning, which will in the album that, we, that we're talking about today. Today's album, technically an OG yes. member, and uh, Stephen Page is no longer with us. With us in the apartment, it, he was it, here it, earlier, yes, but, and yes. he said he gave I'm us. Sorry, that was proof. that was confusing. It was a little misleading. It was misleading, but yeah. he's but he's alive. He is alive and well. Yeah. We wish him the best. I heard he's doing something in Canada about take off a of Hamilton or is that Hamilton, true? Hamlet. Is Hamlet. that true? It's not Hamilton. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Stephen Page does Hamilton. It's, Just a it's lot some, of really fast different. Ta- I don't know if okay. he's a one man show yet, but <laughs> I, he's he's doing yeah. all of Hamilton yes. regardless. Himself. In Canada. We wish him all the best. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, so the original five, like you said, uh, Ed Robertson, Stephen Page, Tyler Stewart, and then Jim and Andy Cregan, brothers, still to this day. Um, but Gordon, their first album, uh, one of the, you know, talking a little bit about the history, just very briefly. Uh, 1992. 1992. Something that I find very interesting is that they released, uh, they call it the Yellow Tape. It was like a short EP, a few, a few tracks. Yes. Tracks that show up later on a Greatest Hits and, you know, on the album itself. Uh, so they toured a little bit, but then they actually won a local radio contest, which gave them, which had like a cash prize, which allowed them to hire producers and actually go in and record the first album. Allegedly. I did not know that. Well fucking research the podcast you're about to co-host so but i didn't get to that line in the wikipedia entry i'm sorry listen the key here is reading off of wikipedia and then rewording yes. it so it doesn't sound like you're reading off of wikipedia i wouldn't say it's a definitive album of the rest of their whole career but it is a very solid um i still think overview of what their music looks like down the road it does have the really silly yes. tracks it does have the really deep meaningful tracks absolutely um, Stylistically, it changes a lot over the next, you know, 20, 30 years. But overall, I feel like the... It's a good representation of the band. Yeah, it's a representation of... If someone were to just listen to this album, you'd at least get what they're about. You know, even though the music, like I said, especially production-wise, when you... On the way over here, I was listening to Gordon, and I did listen to a couple tracks off of Fake Nudes. Production-wise, it's a world away. Right. But but lyrically or, or, yeah, stylistically, it's a great representation. I think it says a lot about this album that, I mean, I guess a lot of bands probably are able to say their first album was the greatest. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people probably evolve as they go on, but a lot mm-hmm. of people, you know, you may well, think the first one is yeah. the best. But with a band that has as much longevity as mm-hmm. B&O has, I think it says a lot that three or four of the songs that they still play the most live are on this album. this album. Yeah. There, this album has lots of classics on it. The second one really doesn't have that many classics on it. No, uh, it, and it does not. And then, you a know, it was great songs, but not Right. Right. Not not commercial hits not until nearly, yes. really until Stunt. There I mean there's you know, you've got Old Apartment on the third album, but until Stunt, this one and as far as I know, this album and I know it didn't chart in the US. So it wasn't like when this happened, it was a huge hit. Um but you know, one last thing I think before we, before we jump in, one of the, the the cool things is they are a Canadian band. There aren't a lot of huge Canadian bands that that make that get huge commercial success in the U.S. or worldwide. Um, really, the big ex- biggest other exception being Justin Bieber, which is not really a band but an artist. Yes. And um, he's our next podcast. Right, we're soon. gonna right <laughs> right after being, yes. we're gonna do the the Canadian series. Yes. Um, but also, you know, like we said before, we're, we're in Michigan. Michigan feels like kind of a home away from home for them from what we've seen them talk about live and experience. 
Um, yes. You know, so Pine what Knob. They told us at Pine Knob. Right. Because we had that conversation. Favorite it's venue. It's their favorite venue. Yes. And they said specifically, we don't say this to everybody yes. else. Absolutely. And I, I'm choosing to they believe are, them because you have yeah. to. You have to. You have to take people, people at their word. So, before we actually go track by track, one overarching thing I think about this album, and and we'll get to this as it happens. It's too long. <laughs> There's 15 songs. <laughs> it's really it's freaking about long. an hour long. <laughs> And for, Every time I set out to listen to this beforehand, I was like, all right, I got right. an hour left of work. Put this guy on. <laughs> it's like a marathon. And then I'm like two-thirds of the way through the album. I'm like, oh, it's time to go home. What is? <laughs> what happens? And then when I'm listening to it, I get two-thirds through. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember. This is like track 11 or 12. It's like track 9. There's still yeah. six songs to go. Um, so, it, it, but, but the reason I bring that up now is because for a debut album, again, you, I would think that you'd be like, all right, I got I to gotta make a, a point here. And I think they make a point, but 10 songs, what are my best 10, what are my best 12? And not that, I do think there are a couple of... They couldn't narrow buttons. it down. They had a best 15. Right, and they put all 15 on the album. So it's a long album, but um, I don't think that necessarily... It just makes it drag, I think. Um, but but they did it, so... So what, should we actually get into it, like we said? Gordon is the album, and the first track is called Hello City. Another night at the palace Cause there is nothing else to do Oh, oh, uh-huh. The same people, the same drinks So, I, I mean, again, this is a great start. It's a great start, but as, you know, you, you, you said earlier how it's a great representation of their um, music as a whole. I agree, but this is an, in, like musically this is not a great representation of where even the rest of this album goes yeah. so i like i'm not saying i love the track it's just an interesting um start Choice to it to because lead off. you put a cd in no one go you know unless you know you're going to track four to listen to like one week you go right into the song you go right into the beginning of the album and to start with like a jazzy song like this is to me it's just an interesting you know your again your first album your first commercial release let's put the jazz song first but on the other hand, first commercial release, first mm-hmm. song, mm-hmm. and they come out and they just say hello right there. Hello. I think so they should have stopped hello. there. <laughs> hello. We're very and they <laughs> Track two. Frankly, I think what <laughs> I think all bands should do that. Yes. <laughs> every every album should start with a little commentary. Hi there, Hi. we're bringing ladies. Um, thank you for buying this buying album. This. It's called Gordon, and then the, the next song starts. And right here we go. It's funny, I saw the national ones and they did that. Like, you know, normally a band comes out on the stage yeah. and like they go, like the fire music, started. Start, yeah. And the, the national ones, and they all came out. And then Matt just goes up to the mic. He's like, thanks so much for being here with the national. And like talked <laughs> oh, for a couple yeah. seconds and we're like, what are you doing? And then like the music slowly started, but not like built. The song is like, that's an interesting start to a show. Um, no, I like this song a lot. I think the one thing it does do well, and I think the, honestly, one thing they don't get enough credit for is how good their harmonies are. They do so, so many like good. four part harmonies, five part harmonies. They're all singing together, and it's it's like it's like Beach Boys good. There, it's one of those tracks where, without looking into it, I don't really feel like I have much personal connection with like what the song is about. It does feel no. like you are at you know maybe, partly because of the lyrics. It does feel like it's something that you'd listen to or or you would be feeling when you're walking downtown at night. You know, like whether you're like leaving a club, going to your car, or some shit like that. It feels like you're walking yeah. downtown. One of my favorite man of all time is the Mountain Goats, right? And he is a very he's he is a 
on point on key singer, but he has a very distinct voice that is that's a good word. Take it or leave it, right? Whereas I think Steve is is very distinct, but like in a very powerful way, yeah, in a a very classical way. I think he's very good at like operatic singing, you know, um, holding those long notes and and letting it sit there. So, but you 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 get both of their voices right on this track. Moving on, Enid. Enid. I've I've listened to podcasts with artists where they talk about, especially now commercially, like those first four tracks are the most important sequencing on an album because generally that's what people will turn it off is after four songs if they're not like a, a big okay. listener. You know, you put those heavy hitters generally in the in those top slots, and the top three slots here are Hello City, Enid, and then Grade Nine, and the second two, the second two especially are really. Are on the sillier side. These two are definitely, especially with the opener. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it goes through, you know, general breakup, whatever, mm-hmm. why it didn't work out through this song. But it's not all that outrageous compared to grade nine. Right. But it definitely has a lot of that silliness. Yeah. And, and it's, it, you're right. It has a lot of the silliness. And it's very, um, I feel like sometimes lyrically it's very tangible. Like it is about like, yes. I will, it's not about how generally how you made me feel in like a very figurative sense or a very floating sense, but it's like, I can get a job. I can pay the phone bills. I can cut the long, cut my, you know, like it's the, it's yeah. like things, you know, like shoeboxes. Yeah. Right. You're right. There are actual things that are, you know, lyrically it's kind of just very physical um, or tangible. So, that, and sometimes that is what makes it silly, because when you're talking about mowing the lawn, uh, <laughs> you know, the point is basically, like, I could do all of this stuff for you, but I, d- I, I don't, don't care to. about you enough to do yeah. that. Yeah, I don't want to. Um, and this idea of, you know, we the, the the whole refrain, we didn't really know each other as, you know. Um, and I, and this is a song, like, you know my history. There, this is a song that I had a big relationship when I really kind of heard this song a lot that I think back to a lot, because, you know, it it's interesting when you look back in hindsight, years on, right. you know, it took me a year to believe it was over and two more to get over it, where it's like, it feels like it was such this big thing and it took you at least three years to get over it. But ultimately, when you have that hindsight, you're like, did we really know what? each other that uh, well? Yeah. Right, yeah, like, did, we weren't even that close of people. And then yeah. also, a, a little bit of a sense of freedom where it's like, I could do all these things for you, but guess what? I don't want to. I don't care enough to do that. And I don't have to. So yeah, I, I love Enid. It's one of their, it's a, it's a really good track on the album. Grade nine. I love Great Night. Night is one of my favorites on this album. Obviously, yeah, we've talked a little bit already about yeah. how silly and funny it is. Going back to ninth grade homecoming. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, keeping in mind these guys, I think they were about 23, 24, more or less, when writing this stuff. That's true. So, you know, it's not like they were, which I, I'm not saying is a good or bad thing. I'm just saying this is, what, maybe five, six years removed from high school, from those times. Yeah. Um, it's not like they were 15 years on looking back. So, uh, and, and, you know, this is one of those songs is like a great example of why my wife rolls her eyes while when we <laughs> listen to it. But it's also like, I don't know, I, I, I think about this a lot with a lot of other artists too, but they're singing about stuff that everybody feels or thinks about and might feel, you know, you might feel weird thinking about uh your prom from or homecoming from seven or eight years ago 
But like that is still a part of what made you who you are, right? And it's still an important experience to you. Whether it was you got like crazily fucking embarrassed about something, like you trip and spill all that kind of stuff, yeah. that shapes who you are. You're still focused on getting picked on or yeah, like, whatever. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, I I like that with a song where it's about the whole experience of ninth grade. It's not one that like I would put on a greatest hits or anything like that. But it, it's just probably fun. not. But musically, I love how. It's very bouncy. It's very bouncy. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Fun and you can't help but not smile and sing along. Well, and and like I said, my you know I said my wife. Uh, I'm just gonna call her Jeanette because that's her name. And my wife sounds like really boratty or really douchey. Like my wife, you know. My so wife. <laughs> so uh, you know Jeanette even says like I said she doesn't like the music. But one of the best things about this band that we we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about plenty. There's so much fun to see live to yes. listen to. And I don't know if we've said this before, but silly. Yeah, so Bernie leaves. They're a little silly. They'll, 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 a little silly. They'll take their jackets off. They'll roll <laughs> their sleeves up a bit. Um, but but they're they're fun. And this is one of those songs that just is that. It's just fun, and you you can hear them. It sounds like it'd be the kind of song that is fun to record. You know, like yeah. they have they have a blast with Brian Wilson. From the Beach Boys. Yes. Formerly? You think this sounds about him? Mm. Different Brian Wilson. Different Brian Wilson. This is a guy they went to high school with. I think he's a marine biologist now, less I I read. But no, this is about Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys and a lot of the um, uh, just psychological despair that he suffers from, had suffered from at the time with his psychologist, with the band members and the the, the relationships, uh, how strained the relationships became with everybody. Uh, But it is... Straight up, just one of the most beautiful songs on this album. It's so yes. good. Uh, it showcases the voice, uh, Steve's voice really well, the harmonies well. Um, this is one that we talked about earlier, is, is played at just about every show still. This has been at every show that we've been to. And right. it's one of those that you kind of, you feel like the band's got to get frustrated at a point because they have so many of these songs yeah. that they have to play over right. and over and over. And the fans would probably be disappointed if they didn't. But this is yeah. one of those that if you go to a show and they don't play it, you're probably like, ah. Oh, Damn it! I really want Brian Wilson. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And no, there's. This is one of those songs that I feel like if you you know if we were doing a song by song podcast, which would be a lot more episodes, um, you could really delve deep <laughs> into this song. Like this is one where those yes. you know I was talking earlier well, about we have about being, ninety minutes. Oh, cool. We're good then. We're, as long as the batteries last for the ninety minutes. Um, this song lyrically, I think, is a really good representation of what they can do what they can yes. write because it does go very deep and very far into heavy subjects of, of mental disorders. And like I said, relationships with yourself and with other people. And they're not just, it's not lyrics about, I can cut the lawn, cut my hair. It's about, you know, it uses a lot of imagery, but it's, it's a very different, um, I guess you could say style overall of writing. Yes. And this is the first song on this album that really goes there. I would say. Yes. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And and honestly, I'd say one of one of the very few one of the very few overall that goes there. Yes. I don't think there are that many. I think as the as their albums go on, they start start to shift more like that. Four tracks in, you you look back at the difference of the you know you have a, a really good jazzy number, two slightly silly songs, and then Brian Wilson. It's a very varied, very varied first opening album, first opening tracks on an album. But Brian Wilson's a classic. 
But personally, I think this next song is more of a classic. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Be My Yoko Ono is the definitive Beer Naked Ladies song. You can live without Medusa. And if there's someone you can just shove out for Medusa. You can be my Yoko Ono. You can follow me wherever I go. Be my, be my, be we were in a band in high school for a few years called Harbor Coat. Oh, um, yeah. you, Nick, Nick was the Kevin Hearn of the band who joined partway through the band's career. I was kind of like a combination of Kevin Hearn and Andy Cregan. How just so? <laughs> really tall? And Andy, that I was just there for like just a hot second. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, Kevin only because I joined late instead right. of Andy. Weirdly, Harbor Coat did not take off uh, into the stratosphere with our no, music. No, I don't know. With all um, the effort I put in that band, I do not know how but, but it did not go farther. I, I, looking back on it, as far you include, well, not you included because you are a Bare Naked Ladies fan, but for the other two to three people who were, well, two to four people who were in the band besides me, over the two-year career of the band, we did a lot of Bare Naked Ladies covers. <laughs> the first song we ever played live, um, well, at our second show, the first song we opened with was One Week. And it went very poorly, mind you. But then we did Be My Yoko Ono at a different show. You and I covered it at one of my coffee shop shows. Yep. So we have done a fair amount of Bare Naked Ladies covers um, as, you know, 17-year-olds in the band. Yes. Um, but yeah, Be My Yoko Ono is one that we did a couple of times. And it's just, I, I think it's, again... It's one of those things where the harmonies are great. The the musicianship is great. It's really fast, but it's really yeah. great. But it's such a silly, silly boy song. It's so... <laughs> it's just... It's, this is what it's so fun to see live. Yeah, yeah. Getting everybody just dancing up there. You could just see... And but it's also a song that like how much, is oh, not one that you would cool. want to introduce people to the band with. Because <laughs> they'd no. be like, what the fuck is this? This is my favorite band. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are some Yoko Ono sounds yes. at the end of it. Um, you is that what that is? I thought it was a turkey. There's, <laughs> they got a turkey to pretend to be <laughs> yeah. Yoko Ono. Oh, okay. Shout out to Yoko. So, it's a, yeah, it's a good song. I mean, it's it, it's fun. It's fun to play. It's fun to sing. It's fun to see live, like you said, because you can tell that the crowd is into it. The, the band likes playing it. Uh, it doesn't get played that much anymore. You know, the the one complaint I have, and again, one of the best bands alive. So much Absolutely. fun. People who don't know the band can have fun at, at their shows. But I, my biggest complaint is over the past few years, the set list is pretty stale. You know, and I think it's because they don't play 20 song sets generally. They play 17, right? And those three or four songs that yeah. they leave out from a quote-unquote average set list are the are the you know the deeper cuts or the tracks off the new album that aren't as known so what they'll do is they'll play two or three songs maybe four off the new album and then literally all their greatest hits brian wilson one week yes. because they have so many songs like you said where like you know if you went to a show and they didn't play brian wilson you'd be really pissed well they've got eight or nine songs like that you know so yeah, if not it's got to be half their set list of stuff that oh for sure at least at, at least, least. Half. so you know you get you know a set, a set by them is you know the eight or nine greatest hits Three right. or four from the new album, and then one or two kind of like right. tracks that you're surprised about. Okay, next track, track six, Wrap Your Arms Around I'm Me. Putting my hands around your neck. You wrap your arms around me. I'm putting my hands around your neck. You wrap your arms around me. I regret every time I raise my voice. And it wouldn't be that bright of me to say I had no choice. 
Anything else? <laughs> Do you have anything to say on this one? A lot more harmonies that are really good. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really beautiful song. Uh, I love, I don't know, pretty much any time Ed and Steven get into those harmonies, mm-hmm. it's always nice to hear. Yeah. Put that aside. This is, to me, the first song of a few that really slows down the momentum of this album. Okay. Because I think before this, even with um, Brian Wilson, which is a little bit slower in the beginning, it builds a lot. Yeah. This song, to me, is kind of like when you're when you're speeding down the motorway in your cruiser. And you're looking to fall asleep. You're looking to fall asleep. Well, no. You hit traffic. <laughs> you're looking to fall asleep. <laughs> As you do. (laughs) Oh man, the sun's out, the top's down. I should take a nap. Yeah. No, no, no. This is it. Where you're going to the you're going really fast. Everything's great, and then boom, you just hit that construction traffic, right? Like, and I'm kind of like, oh, it's it's a pretty song. You're right. I just think there are other songs on the album in general where they like use that better. This song to me, I, I don't like using the word boring, but it just really slows down the whole album. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it's good. Yeah, but it's it's nothing to write home about. If I were writing a letter to my mom, which I do every day, and I was telling her today, mom, I listened to Gordon. I'd probably song, write home about the next song. Would you? Maybe. Let's. Well, depends on the point of the letter, yes. right? All right, the next song. No, what a it's, good. It's just it. That's the letter. Oh, <laughs> dear mom. What a good boy. <laughs> the king of bedside manner. Wait, hold Bye. on. We got. We're not at the king of bedside manner yet. We got. No, try. we're not. I. <sighs> What a good boy. Okay, here we go. Hang around, Alex. People want to strangle us with before we take our first breath. Afraid of change, afraid of staying the same. When temptation comes, we just look away. This name is the hair shirt I wear. This hair shirt is old. This, this, this is a great one. This is. I think that's what a lot of music podcasts start to become. It's like you listen to a song and you're just like, that's a really good song. That's a, that's a good song. song. I, I love what it, and, and honestly, this is one of those songs in the sound that I actually think this is not the definitive version of this song. No, I, I think it took me a while until I heard the not live version. Oh, really? Their greatest hits. Has the live version. Has the yeah. live version on yeah. there. They actually only you know they only crank it up to yeah. eight when they do the studio version because they want they people. phone it in because they want people. To they literally the phone yes. it in. They put they say all right I'm ready they're in bed yeah. and they put the everything mic up. you hear from these albums straight through the iPhone straight through the i well not in 1992 yes uh, they had, straight from the dialogue right one of the songs Ed was actually at, at at a restaurant and they had to call in on a payphone so there's if you listen really quietly it, actually it's this song when you sing in a harmony you can hear him put a quarter in the slot. And then you have to wait for the tone, yes. and then he starts singing. It's really interesting. Again, I, I'm a pretty big believer in, like, studio version is the definitive version because that is the studio version. This is one of those few tracks where I think live, it is, the live version recorded for the album is so good. The band is so ready. Steven's singing is so just, uh, like, on key, man. It's so on point. Um, so, yeah, but but it is a very beautiful song. Uh, it's it's one that, you know, lyrically I, I spend, I have spent the most time trying to dissect you know, I, That's a I, tough one. It is. It, you know, it talks about... What the um, hell is a hair shirt? Yeah, that was... And I still... like. I, it's one of those I things... Still have I've no looked idea. it up, and I've been like, what's a so hair shirt? I. And I'll read it, and I'll go, what that the fuck's help. a hair shirt? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no clue what a hair shirt is. It's one of those songs where, like, when I listen to it, it does a lot to me. It brings me back to a certain place. But I couldn't tell you what he's singing about besides Not some sort of, like, slightest. feeling pulled back. As like being, you know, young people not listening to you because you're young 
and trying to break out of that. You know, I, I'm not sure. I guess. Um, yeah, but, I don't know if I could have even told you that much. Yeah, well, I mean, it takes a certain quality of musicianship to yes. even be able to read into that. And as, as a structural engineer, you're a great podcast host. But oh, absolutely. The, but That's... Right. Bar none. Yes. Bar none. <laughs> lawyers are number two, but but structural engineers are number one when it comes to podcast lawyers. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. Track eight, the one that you <laughs> shut the fuck up about. <laughs> <laughs> the king of bedside right. banner. So, going back. <laughs> what the fuck? What the hell is your computer doing? <laughs> I don't know. I was hitting the wrong button. I'm sorry. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to reiterate that when I write home to my mother, mm. mm-hmm. it's usually... Dear Mom, yep. The King of Bedside Manor, aka What a Good Boy, right? <laughs> Love you, right? Nick. Now, does she ever ask you what you're talking about? No. Oh, okay. She writes back, Dear Nick. <laughs> wrap your arms around me. Love, Mom. Interesting. It's an interesting choice for your yeah. mom that she picks that song on the album too. Yeah, to it's. Letter. I mean, considering I love you is in there, right? Yeah. It does get it confusing because right. then she signs off with that so afterwards. Think she's before, two songs, so right. I she's not know. following the. She format. does put the comma, so I'm kind of thinking it's just letter so how format. Long, how long do you? But spend... we get about six of these, six of these a week. Okay. Same letter. Right. Send about Monday through Saturday. Are they handwritten? Yes. Do, okay. What? Okay. Well, I didn't know if she print. If I mean, if you're writing the handwritten. Same... Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so you. So, Why not just send so, an email, Josh? <laughs> So here's here's what I'm curious about though is that it's a fortune with postage. So, let me tell you, <laughs> maybe you should write an email. But my point is, is like yeah, you're, being, more, you're, though, you're assuming that the next letter from your mom is not going to be different because you're getting. Well, I don't even open them anymore. <laughs> That's that stack of unopened <laughs> letters over there is. Yeah. So if I open one of those, it's just gonna say. I dear, think so, dear Nick. I mean, I got one, and I just assumed. Let me grab one real quick. Hold on, real quick. All right. Let me find one real quick. Well, don't choose the one on the top. Well, no. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's see what this one says. So this is the second one. This is from a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. Do you have a letter? She sends six of them a week. This is okay. I'm sorry. I read the fucking. It's Saturday, so it would be from yeah last Friday. All right, I got it right here. Dear Nick, wrap your arms around me. I love you, Mom. Dead on, man. Dead on. See? I, so, and I don't want you to find this judgmental. It's a little weird. What do you mean? I don't know any other families <laughs> that write six letters a week unless they're soldiers. Well, six even, to my mom. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you do six to each of your siblings. Yes. And then six to your father as yes. well. All the same. <laughs> Do any of them question it? No. How did this... Who started this? I don't know. <laughs> you start all this family tradition. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. So yeah. you, okay. It really killed me when I was in Germany. That's what I was going to say. How much postage are you... <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, again, I, I can't judge, but no. um, should you, do you want to play the song now? Now, now that we now, know the deep history right, of That's the letters you write to your parents... <laughs> to see the world around him crumble to a ball around his feet but he's always ready he's always said he's always well prepared he's the most peculiar man you can be you know he's not the king of bedside man he's not the tom jones who's next door okay so now king of bedside manor is the one song that they recorded naked 
Um, so for the first, <laughs> yeah, seriously, for the first, I, I don't know how many albums. I know they stopped eventually. I actually think they stopped around. Um, uh, the Brilliant are are me. Oh, that's right. Are men. They did one an album for a while. They they, they recorded one track an album, <laughs> naked. Naked. Um, and the yeah. only thing I can find, the only reason I can find why in the beginning was because they were having difficulty recording the song. But they were having difficulty getting it, and I don't know why they got to the. It was so difficult <laughs> to get. They're so, like, you know what? Why? So here's the thing. Here's an idea. <laughs> Let me just throw this out there. Right. Right. What if we strip? We strip. Just down to our. I'm boxers. struggling. Like I can keep my briefs I on though, right? Think no, 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 no. Strip no, naked. No. It's got to be naked. Listen, I don't feel comfortable. I think it really might help me get in the mood. Get in the mood. Yeah, to record this song. <laughs> Does this song? I mean, okay. All of us. Well, it's There's not gonna work if it's just me. <laughs> well, Jim's not really doing anything right now. He's just sitting on the couch. Does he need to be naked while? Absolutely, he's... he does. Okay. What about the receptionist out front when they when people come in? Did no, they? That's, that's, that's okay. Oh, okay. So it's just anyone in the room? Just a, no, no, no. Just us. Okay. What about the producer? Take it or leave it. <laughs> he's half. <laughs> you take a shirt off. Take a shirt off. All right. Well, I'm naked now. Oh man, this feels really See, aren't good. Aren't you feeling this it? This feels good. Hey, Jim, hide that thing behind the bass. <laughs> Put that away. As as someone who has recorded music, I and has had a couple difficulty on some songs. I've never gotten to the point where the producer or myself <laughs> have gone. Okay. Take a five-minute break. Everybody come back naked, and we'll see what we can do with this track. There's changing rooms over there. Right. Or just take it off now. Whatever you prefer. Yeah, I don't... I, I don't. It's interesting that that was... You know, they were having a difficult time and then just went naked. But this is what they came out with, was the song. Uh, and again, this to me is a very Yoko Ono-y sort of song. Yes. Really fast, acoustic-y. Bum, bum, ba -da -ba -dum, really bum. fast. It has a lot of those weird sounds that they do a boink, lot. Boink, boink. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ah! <laughs> And, and and again for so for one of the songs that I that I'm that I'll release when it, whenever that EP comes out I had a moment like that at the end where plugs I was are at like the end, usually what's that I said plugs are usually at the end okay sorry well this yes. is we're about halfway so this is a halfway plug um, I'll allow it okay thank you I should have run it past you before we recorded and I'm really sorry that I didn't but I had a point where we were doing some gang vocals for the song and there was a group of about five of us around the mic singing and I said at the end when we're done with this last line just do whatever like make noise so i kind of wanted that kind of vibe you know yep, yep, so like yep. yeah yeah so like one of us picked up a tambourine one guy started stomping you know it was kind of i laughed a bit because i thought it was funny but it's still like in the middle of that moment it felt a little awkward to be like kind of like come on just hey, make a noise manufacture this yeah like make noise right and moment. so i i think of them in the studio going boing they're like no nah, that wasn't good try again Boing! Like, no, 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 a little bit deeper. <laughs> boing! There's the boing we that's need, the one. right? That's right. the one. <laughs> like, sitting there making all these, boing, boing! You know, all these little sounds into the mic. Yes, and all added to the fact that they are not wearing any clothes. <laughs> right, they're, they're naked. <laughs> they're <laughs> naked. Say they're, boing! <laughs> oh, man, I just don't like the idea of, of, like, I just think of being naked with a mic in front of you making, the, yeah, I, yeah. But it's a good, again, it, it's a fun song. I, it's not, I don't know, it's not one that like stands out on the album. I love whenever it comes up. All right, next track, Box Set. Set. Never thought that you would love me the way that you do. Never thought that you would love me. I have mixed feelings on this song. It's interesting to me. Yeah. You know, like, it's one whenever I look at the album on the back of it, like, it's one that my eyes 
you know, glance over. Like, I would skip it if I was listening to it. But then the, the two or three times I've listened to this album preparing for this, it comes on and I'm like, this is a good song. I feel like I've done the same throughout listening. Mm-hmm. You go through different albums over the years. And mm-hmm. a lot of times this is the one that gets skipped. But then when you do a full album listen or you go through it and you're like, hey, this is not yeah. half bad. No, and, and, and I think one of the things that does have going against it, I don't think this is always a bad thing with songs, but like it's about, what, like four and a half, almost five minutes long. It's a long it's, one. It's a longer song. And it's a really upbeat one. It's one of those things where it feels like – I, I, I forgive my not not lack of knowledge on music. I feel like this is like a salsa y sort of song, maybe like a cha cha. You know, it's kind of got that yeah. like that feel to it, and it's also it's very high energy. But to keep that up for five minutes is very difficult. Um, and, and I will say too, this song and, and especially the next couple is where I start to really get burnt out on the album, which sucks because it ends with like three or four great songs yes but this this you know tracks nine through eleven are the, are like is, is the one section where i'd go you know what ultimately if they cut these three songs from the album i would get it i wouldn't be upset about it but i think it's a good song i think it's a good song it kind of walks the line a little bit between silly funny yeah but also you wonder how much is him making fun of people that these huge box sets right that are right mostly garbage well and, and it's fun when he walks because like this song is structured like that like yeah. disc one disc two disc three and disc four is like well, i forget what the line specifically but it's something like um never released before and you can see why or yeah. you can hear why or something this like that it's just a bunch of songs recorded in my basement yeah and I, I do feel like that a lot you know I, one thing that i'm really bad well, that i do consistently is like whenever my favorite artist i release a new album or reissue i always buy like the most expensive thing you know, like I, I, the, the, the most special edition, the most bonus disc. I'm, I, part, I just can't help myself because they're so, always limited. So you feel like this song is Stephen Page just personally attacking you? No, not necessarily. <laughs> I mean, maybe a little bit, but, but, but he's so right. Like there are some, I, and I've had that experience before. Not even with demos. I remember the most recent um, Liam Gallagher album, the one, not the one that comes out in 2019, but his first solo album. The whole album was like fucking killer it was really good and then i got the special edition with bonus tracks and i listened to the first bonus track and i was like this is shit like i see why this was not on the actual <laughs> album and so you hear about that a lot with bands where like they decide to leave things off for a reason and and that's why i think about you know when a reissue comes out like three songs that were recorded for those sessions i almost i always have the um the negative feeling that it's the record label doing that because it's like the band probably didn't want that out there for a reason and and here it is yeah you know? i like the we're both into Guster as well, and mm-hmm. we got into them when they opened mm-hmm. uh, for B&O with Ben Folds that summer, 2013. And, 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 and in retrospect, what a fucking killer that was show. a killer lineup. Yeah. I think yeah. both of us have become very into both of those bands yeah. since yeah. then. But even still, so looking I, I, back, man, that was I feel like, because for us at the time, it was like Beer Naked Ladies with a couple of cool openers. Yes. But like now it's like, even if yeah, that were I got happen, into them because in preparation of the for the show. Right. But even looking back on it now, knowing how, because you know, Guster's always been a pretty big college radio band. But Ben Folds and Ben Folds Five, he's always been pretty renowned, uh, yes. and they've been pretty commercially successful at least in the '90s, early 2000s. And to like to see that bill come out, if you love all, of, you'd be like, "What the fuck? Like that's a crazy show." So yeah, I saw Ben Folds on Sunday, and I heard people talking about that show. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that it's was like a, a sweet show. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but anyway, with Guster. I was listening to, or not listening to, I was reading an AMA on Reddit mm-hmm. with uh, the Thunder God, mm-hmm. 
and he was talking and answering some questions, and someone asked him when that he was going to release some single that I had never heard sure. of. Uh, You're some, not that big of a fan. Some You're a casual demo. fan. Yeah. Right. Um, no, it was some demo yeah, that they released that was apparently pretty popular. Yeah. They must have played it live, I guess. Yeah. But one of the fans asked him, hey, when are you going to release this? And he was like, you know... I don't know. It'll <laughs> probably come out eventually, but I have a feeling that you guys are just going to be disappointed. <laughs> we had so, that recently. Uh, so, on, on the most recent National yeah. album, they had a song called Rylan, um, which they recorded, I think, about nine years ago now when, when their album High Violet came out. And they played it live very occasionally since then, where, you know, like 2011, 2012, they played it live a little bit. And then a couple shows on their two tours ago. And then the tour before, you know, for their second most recent album, they played it here or there. And everybody kept saying, like, I want a studio recording. Like, what? you got to record this song. And they finally did and put it on this album. And a lot of people were really happy with it. But a lot of people were like, the mix was horrible. I can't believe you added strings. It's like, there's fucking no pleasing yeah. people, fans of bands with shit like that. Put it that. out, put it out. It sucks. Yeah, exactly. Don't put it out like that. <laughs> so, like, I, I think you're right. Like, it's inevitable that even if it's a song that's good enough to be out there, yeah, people are going to complain. And then if you hear, you know, especially with, like, a demo. You listen to demo, they're like, yeah, there's a reason why. This we was didn't, not we didn't release to the it, album, yeah. <laughs> but but box yeah. So box that's a good song, it's fine. I I, th- I think it goes on just a, just a bit too long, but but again, that's a very subjective thing. I'm not yeah. saying that they wrote a bad song. They no. they wrote what they wanted to write. I just will skip it sometimes. I think this is one of the most the best part about this song is that it's one of the silly ones that mm-hmm. is has a more tangible subject than. Mm-hmm. Or not necessarily tangible, but more serious than grade nine or high yeah, school. Yeah, you know? yeah, I know what you're saying. Right, right. Track it's ten, going. the song that your family uh, is all about. I love you. It's a yes, kind of. But you think they might be they, about? They love me, or they're really into this song. Right, right. Yeah, it's one of the two. But <laughs> they, that comma yeah. is really makes it kind of impossible. Yeah. Well, you could call them and ask them. Hey, what's up with the comma? We don't talk. Oh. You only talk to these letters. <laughs> we only talk to for these years letters. now. Yeah, you said it's your oldest. Have you ever talked to your parents? Well, since I moved out. Okay. When you years, were twelve. A couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. I love you, and you love me. I love you, so let's make a family tree. I, love I don't know, man. Something about. <laughs> It's like it's weird, but not like in a weird BNL way where it just no. feels like it kind of wanders. I've never understood the family tree thing. Let's make a family tree. Yeah, I think it's just a I weird mean, way of saying it. let's fuck. Yeah, I think it's just, <laughs> why. And it's, you have to it's be, interesting. Yeah. It's funny, but yeah, yeah. I agree. every time I'm like, oh right. <laughs> I think it just it feels like Tyler on the drums and Jim on the bass were just doing like a, a it's jazzy again. Yeah. Right, it's kind of like Hello City. Yeah, and and then they just start singing over it. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, again, I, I there are songs in their discography. One of my favorite bands of all time. There are songs on their discography that I actively dislike. This is not one of them, <laughs> but this is not one that I would um, put on again. Put on a mix. Yeah. Put on anything. It's, it's 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 more than filler. Absolutely. Mm, Maybe it's filler to me. I don't know. It's filler to I me. Know. I don't care for it. I just don't I care love for it. Jim's voice, and I always yes. like hearing it. And yes. so it's nice to get a song where he's first featured more. That. Yeah, it's tough because it's the same way with Kevin too when he comes into the band. Mm-hmm. I love their voices so much, and hearing 
the songs that they really star on, mm-hmm. but a lot of those tend to be not yeah. the greatest right, right. of all of their songs. Mm-hmm. And so it's always like exciting, then disappointing, but you still like you, it. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, you're excited that you get to hear more of them, and it's kind of like, I wish the song was better, but I'm glad to hear you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, I think we can just move on from it then. New Kid on, on the, the Block. block. me about this song <sighs> why don't you start <laughs> okay fine again like i said <laughs> earlier i don't know what to say i said earlier like you know the, this one and the two before yeah. this is the kind of this is the filler section to me right um this one in particular though i, I can't think of too many negative things to say about it. not like i'm not actively looking for negative things no there, there's just nothing about it that really stands out to me it's not a yeah. bad song it's upbeat you know it has more of the tempo or the um the the feel of uh, Brian Wilson maybe or or what a good not what a good boy sorry King of Bedtime Manor where it's like that really fast heavy or acoustic based with like the hitting the, the banging drums like the da, 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 the driving as right. opposed to a quieter song but it just doesn't stand out like the rest of them do to no. me I like it I always enjoy it it's a mm-hmm. good song mm-hmm. but I just don't really feel like I have anything unique to say about it yeah but 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 I think that almost says more <laughs> about the song like there's maybe there's yeah. not much unique to say about the song um it's not bad, right. but it doesn't. It's not a standout. Okay, track twelve. Hey, just blame it on me if you can. This is a good one. This is a very, is a good really good one. This is one that I find very layered. So, when I first listened to this song, the very first the first time I got into it, um, I took it at face value. So I was I was a hopeless romantic when I was like a teenager. Where when I was into someone, I was super into them. As you do. As you do, right? As a gentleman does, um, doth do. And I fe- I had this feeling of like you know, um, like not not unrequited love, but like just endless unconditional love where it's like if something goes wrong in the relationship like this is how i interpreted the song was like if something goes wrong blame it on me i'll take the fall i will do that right like <laughs> i will take the fall i'll take the fall for whatever you know i'll be the bad guy you know and so i remember i was dating this girl um who lived uh, right down the street from from pine knob dt energy theater and the very first time i had the opportunity to see him there's a lot of reasons why but i ended up not being able to go but she went and uh, I had told her previously. She didn't. She knew the the hits, right? Yeah. Um, but I had told her there's this song that I love by them called um, uh, "Blame It on Me." That like it reminds me of you. It reminds me of us because it, I it was me being trying to be smart about being like, you know, you're so perfect and I have all these issues and blame it on me. So I remember uh, her friend at the show when that song came on. She like called me and you know put it up and listened to it. And I afterwards I I texted her friend Becca and I was like, how did she like it? And she was like. She's a little confused. <laughs> what do you mean? What Why not? So I talked with my, my girlfriend at the time after, and she's like, "Yeah, like that song. What the Reminds fuck, man?" She 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 was so offended, and like, because she was smart enough to get the you know like the whole sort of 
maybe a yeah. sarcastic layer to it, the ironic level of like, sure, blame it on me, right? Like <laughs> that she took it. Uh, and I, and again, I don't think necessarily, I think ultimately my original interpretation is, I wouldn't say wrong, but not the intended interpretation. Um, not what, not what they were thinking about, which doesn't make it wrong. But then when I realized that second layer of like irony there, and like listen actually listen to it i was like yeah. oh shit like yeah this is not something you want to tell your girlfriend reminds, <laughs> you, reminds of her. you of you <laughs> but you know like obviously i can, you can tell this song means a lot to me and it still does Yes. but it's, it it does it's a little dated with like milli vanilli references and stuff like that sure. but it but what's what's really good about the song is like it, it it rises above that and even though the reference is dated the song doesn't feel dated mm. and you don't feel like it is a song of the time. It's not like you can like. No, oh, that's. I'd a song. be thrilled to get this song on any of their latest albums. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. And I also think, uh, you know, one of the things, and we'll get to this in a, nine years when we get to that album, um, "Fake News," the most recent album, the opening track, "Canada Dry," is cool. so, is one of the best songs they've done in the past decade to yep. me. But also, um, so similar to this album, it does sound a lot like this yeah. Gordon stuff. I would agree with that. I think lyrically, that song has a lot. That- Back mm-hmm. to this age. Oh, for sure, absolutely, yeah, but yeah. For me, it's still one of the top from this album. I think it's, it's a great representation of like a fan favorite. Yeah. Like this is one that like, like and I hate saying true fans. I don't mean it like in a douchey sense, but like fans who love their discography know this song. And when you hear yeah. that, that's when you're like, oh yeah. If you're a big enough fan to make a podcast, yeah, you know you, this. You song. know this song, right? If you're the, if you're a big enough fan to make a podcast and this song comes on and you're like never heard this one. How long has this been here? Then maybe you should be making a podcast. Maybe you should delete the, the file. Yeah. Don't listen to that file back. No. Track three more. Do three you, more. So again, wow. even though I love that song, I still feel burnt out at this point. I'm just like, <laughs> Jesus, there's three more songs on this album. Right. I agree. But at another point. <laughs> Stop at fucking point. leaning back in your yeah. chair. I'm sorry. <laughs> Most of the time, if I got a new album and I had 15 songs, I'd mm-hmm. probably be excited mm-hmm. to have... More. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've 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 struggled with that idea because I feel you know, I feel really cheated when a band comes out with a they say we have a new eight. album and there's eight songs on it. Exactly. So even nine, I'm like, come on guys. Like ten to twelve to me is pretty Beating. solid. I've seen songs albums come out with thirteen, fourteen, fifteen tracks and I did, I mean the most recent national album had like seventeen. But like three or four of those are short little ones, but right. the rest of them are full length tracks. Right. And I and I love just about every track on the album, but listening to the whole thing is very right. heavy. Right. Like I love the later some of those the the later songs of the album are some of the best on the album, but again when you've listened to a thirteen tracks before that, right, you're like, Oof, it's you know. Yeah, you're happy to have it. And I, as we talked about the lull in that middle there, but I would not want to not have those songs. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Going That's a good full point. listen through. That's true. It's and not like I would want to eliminate those if I had to weed it down to twelve. But sure, sure. That's a good point. Well, yeah, you, you, head, you, maybe they're, they're, with those three, but right. But we're not going to. This is this is you know I don't mean to get political or anything, but this is a very much this podcast doesn't have any guns involved. No, we're not bringing guns into the apartment to the house. Nope. Um, we're not gonna. I, frankly, I'm a little upset you brought it up because I don't want to talk about guns. I'm sorry. I really did not mean to make you feel unsafe. Right. Well, I, and I did. Frank, I I want to be open with you about how I feel. I'm sorry. It's okay. Just please don't do it again because I might leave. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, we're gonna move on then to the flag. Yes. The flag. That's enough politics. Yeah. We're we're not getting political on yes, this no. podcast. Bye now. 
When the checkered flag comes down No one, no one, no one has won the race Yeah, okay. The flag. <laughs> the flag. Thoughts? Feelings? Better be an American flag. I hope it is. Oh, sorry. sorry no, we well, no well, politics. no, that's, there's, you know what, no listen, politics, you there's know. something about being patriotic that's not political, okay? But they're Canadian. Oh, shit. It's probably not an American flag. It's probably it? not an American flag. Yeah. All right. Um, you like the song? I like the song. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Next cool. one? Yeah, next one. Um, <laughs> if I had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. Well, I'd buy you a house. I, this song is really good. I mean, it's again. It's, I think about this with a, with a lot of bands. Like, you know, people always make fun of people who they go, "Oh, I love Coldplay. What's your favorite Coldplay song? Viva La Vida." Oh, I love the Killers. What's your favorite Killer song, Mr. Brightside? You know, like same with Bino. Oh, I love One Week and, and If I Had a Million Dollars. I'm like, I first of all, I, I I don't like people making fun of other fans because of their level of fandom. Like, I think that's yeah. a really elitist, shitty thing to do. But also, like, could you be more of a douche? Well, probably, but that's, that's a pretty high level. That's, that's a pretty high douche level. Yeah, so because there's no ceiling. Douche level nine is what yes. is what those kind of people are. Um, <laughs> but 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 you know, I always think like there's a reason. That those songs are as popular as they are, and this is one of those songs where it's like rocketed them to the top of the charts. Yeah, they they took the skyrocket <laughs> to the top. They jumped right in there. They said the strap. Not so even, we're going up. Don't even put your seatbelt on. We're going to the top of the, the skyrocket. The, the air it. got light, so their voices got really high. They're like Absolutely. Steve. They're in the skyrocket. <laughs> So it's a good. I mean, it's, it's a classic. Good. Like it's a classic. It, it is the most classic. I mean, I think second only to one week in their discography. Right. In their in their discography. And in Canada, I believe this would be the top hit. Is it? Yeah. Yes. I, okay. Then I makes- think commercially, this was more of a hit in Canada than one week is. Mm-hmm. And hmm. in the U.S., one week was for was some kind of what broke them or whatever. Yeah. Like you cannot beat this song live. No. If you try to beat it, it will beat you back. When you see Beer Naked Ladies live, one of the things that makes it so much fun is how specific everything is to that show. You know, they always have an ad-lib improv song about where they are or about yep. something that happened that day. And especially when it comes to... And then, you know, the little inside joke banter that happens on the stage. All of that sort of bubbles up culminates. to... Culminates. to, if I had a million dollars. And then, you know, the stuff about the craft cheese and the sausages and all that stuff gets replaced with things happening that they had referenced yes. throughout that show. So every time you see the song live, it is a different experience. You know, we've pro- we've each seen them live at least half a dozen times or very close, and it's different every time. It's never the same version no. of that song, you know? And I'm sure, I wonder how much of that is, it's always fun to see. It makes right. for a great show. Yeah. I'm sure it helps them Keep so singing much it. Yeah. because they have to sing it every show. Mm-hmm. It helps to make it a little different different and right right spice it, things up if you yeah they add some pepper to what they're doing there's not much that can be said about the song that hasn't it's already like it's a snowflake it's every bare naked lady show is a snowflake <laughs> their new album snowflakes snowflakes um so that by itself would be a great album closer i think but they yes. thought you know what no we've got one more let's throw it in there real let's, quick 
I have a crazy idea. Hey, Steve, I also have a crazy idea. <laughs> what if we got naked? <laughs> like, no, we've already been naked. We're not doing it. Damn it, yet. Steve, we've <laughs> done that. <laughs> We're keeping our clothes on. <laughs> and then um, they, so that they, they fully clothed, played the song uh, Crazy. I am more than content with the state of mind I'm in. Cause I am crazy. Crazy. Just like you. I am crazy. 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 Just like you. Yeah, this is another one that's really fun. A little upbeat. And I love, you know... As I've said it, previously, mm-hmm. all of the harmonizing, you know, they get the crazy, 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 crazy. Yeah, it's got some great vocals Just on that, some great harmonies on this song. Killer. This is one that, to me, is a really cool um, middle ground of the silly and, like, the deep lyrics. Yes. It's kind of, like, really uh, kind of um, uh, humorously written, but talking about something that is very, like, kind of serious, which is, like feeling just fucking crazy you know like feel, having having these uh, the the way he describes how his mind feels like climbing on a jungle gym um all the all the ways he's describing feeling whether it's confused or trapped or 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 the opposite trap like content with where you are um but knowing that there's something weird going on up there you know yes uh it's a really interesting way of being very humorous but also talking about something pretty serious just to give you a hint for later it's not my favorite song on the album but I do think it's one that deserves. So you, there's only got 14 chances. Yeah. Um, I do think it deserves more um, a, a bigger place in its history than it gets because I think it's a really, yeah. really good song. It's probably not one that would make a greatest hits, but but it should. Is. So yes. they have a hidden track, right? On this one. Yeah, according to Wikipedia. Wikipedia. <laughs> If I phoned my friends in Ireland, I'd have my own radio talk show when I'd talk to myself. And if I filmed my sister walking, I'd yell stuff like, hey, get off the Gordon. Floor. Gordon. Yeah, Gordon. King Gordon. Um, it is an interesting choice for a closer on the album. Yeah, yeah. Especially ending with the hidden track and they're just like kind of dicking around. Right, yeah, yeah. And like, <laughs> and, but again, you know, I think Thanks. like that's, it's very... It's very on brand for them. Yes. You know, and and you're right. It is true. <laughs> it's it's like and it, what's really interesting, I think, is if you compare it to the closer of their next album, it's a very different experience. You know, the, yes. the the end of their next album, the last two tracks are pretty heavy hitters, but this is a very kind of yeah. I don't know if we've said this um, previously, but it's a very silly ending. I think. That's a hot take. I think it is, but I again, like you earlier, I feel yeah, comfortable. They do. <laughs> They do like to have fun. They do have. They like to have fun. They don't take themselves too seriously. No. Overall, what are your thoughts on Gordon as a as an album? As an album, it is an album. There's a collection of songs. Yeah. And so it, now stop looking at Merriam-Webster and tell me what you think. Merriam-Webster dictionary. Let's, oh, nice. Stop looking. Yeah. Ah. Again, I, I, I was using dictionary.com. That's why. I didn't <laughs> You're like the thing on this says Merriam-Webster. <laughs> yeah. So. Truly. Right. Um, yeah, it's a great. Man, I, I think it's interesting for us, you know. We were not quite bored with the album no. coming out. Yeah, yeah. But coming back to it, it's still one of their best. Mm-hmm. For sure. One question I do have for you, out of many, but right. we'll get to those later. Do you have, um, whether it's album or song wise, and their whole discography? Are there, and like I said earlier, there are songs by them that I just actively dislike. 
um, or albums as a whole that I don't, I don't know feel if I have that. Do you, so you so you're pretty at least lukewarm to everything. Yes. So there's not going to be a track that comes up where you're like, yeah, man, Hate this it. is it. Right, right. No, I know, I know. Spoiler. Mm-hmm. Off their latest album, you hate Passcode. That's the one you weren't to. First of all, if you were a real fan, you'd fucking know that's not their that's most not their recent album. album. And secondly, yeah, and secondly, uh, that's going to be a surprise for later. So if you heard that, just forget about it. Okay. Just forget about it. <laughs> okay, so there's a song coming up off of their second yes. most recent album. <laughs> that will not be named. Yeah. That you do not like. Yes. And we've talked about it at length. Yes. And I kind of agree with everything that you've said about it. But you don't... To the listener, you will probably hear about it later. Yeah. It'll come. Yeah. But but you don't but dislike anything. You know? I still don't dislike it. I still like the song. I, that, and there's a lot of things like that where I get what you're saying, but I still enjoy it. <laughs> I, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I feel that way about other things, other songs by these guys, too, where it's like, you know, I understand the criticisms of it. However, I love it. Yeah. But I don't know. I And... And I, I don't know. It. We'll see what going back through everything. Sure. Yeah. Doing it again. But I've listened to every song, or at least every song that I have, mm-hmm. which is most of Humble them. brag. Humble brag. Right. And I don't remember any that I this really actively dislike. Well, I think there's normally, there are a few albums where there are none for me. There are, there's normally, and, and again, I think sometimes there's a different, you know, there are, there's none on this album that I actively dislike, like some down the road. Yes. But there are some on here that I feel are that that I feel slow down the album, that I would not be too hurt if they were removed from the album, um, but I don't dislike I don't actively dislike them I just don't care for them as much. Yes. Um, but I, but again I do think that they are a band that for me have such a high level of quality that there are songs to me that maybe do fit that description of filler more than more than uh, others do. Yes. So I think that's fair. So so we'll do the easy level first. Tell me what you think my favorite song and my least favorite song on this album are. That's a tough one. Is it? Because you just said you don't dislike any Bare Naked Ladies song, so I have to try to guess your least favorite (laughs) after this. Well, I think actively dislike is different than least favorite. Sure, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, It's pretty hard to tell least favorite. It's Mm got to be one of 10 through 13 minus Blame It On Me. Okay. I am going to guess... I love you. Okay. And then for favorite. Strictly just a guess. Just a right. From right, four. Right. Favorite. Um, based off of what we said today, it's a little harder, but mm-hmm. I think knowing, having talked previously mm-hmm. off mic. Right. I'm going to have to go with Blame It On Me. Okay. You were right on the favorite one. Okay. Blame It On Me is definitely my favorite song. Again, uh, Brian Wilson and and um, obviously if I had a million dollars, but also what a good boy are, are close contenders. That would be nice, right? <laughs> you know what? If I had a million dollars, I don't know why they're talking about macaroni and cheese yeah. and sausages. I'd pay off my debts. Yes, I'd pay off my student loan. How debt. about you do something responsible? Yeah, and how much you? How about you donate some of that? Macaroni and already a dollar, Steve. Yeah, I. You know what? I did, we didn't talk about this. I, I don't know how how active you are on Twitter anymore. Oh, maybe that's um, the joke. Crap. Shit, <laughs> we didn't get it, did we? We didn't... right over my goddamn head. <laughs> um, but but yeah, blame it on me is my favorite on Good. the album. And again, I think that is more of a personal thing. Um, uh, but no, my my least favorite track on the album is not "I Love You." It would actually be "Wrap Your Arms Around Me." <sighs> and I and I didn't hit on this as much. I forgot. Um, 
I actually think the verses on that song are melodically are really good. I think melodically it's great. The chorus, for whatever reason, I just can't stand it. The you know heart, wrap wrap your arms around my neck or put my hands around your neck. You wrap your arms around me. Yeah. The the melody, the that way it's in forth, it the... just it's so weird to me, and I don't I really don't like. Again, you know, ten, eleven, and thirteen. Um, I think it's funny that that's weird to you. Not the hey, right? Well, maybe maybe it's like it's weird because it's not like because it's supposed to be serious and supposed to be more musical. And to me, it just like it for again. This is just for me. It just doesn't work. It doesn't do for me what it what they're trying to do. Yeah. So yeah, my least favorite would be actually wrap your arms around me. So. All right, for you. Take your best shot. I can tell you right off the bat, this is going to be tough. Because yeah. Even right now, I'm not so sure. Okay, well, you have to know you. before. Lock <laughs> it in I've, your head. I've got a favorite. Your favorite song, and this isn't really based off of anything we said today. No. Is King of Bedside Manor. I think you've got a really special affinity for that song. For your least favorite, I think it's the same thing for me, where it's like there's a few that are more like this, you know, fine. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say it's the flag, the one that we skipped over. <laughs> I'm going to say your least favorite is the flag. Yeah, I think least favorite, I'd probably go with one of those four. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe, probably New Kid on the Block. Okay. That's going to be my answer. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, so you're saying I was wrong. Yes. Okay. Uh, but I am also going to give you the favorite. All right. Yeah. I think it's only Hello City is good. Oh, sure. Yeah. Brian Wilson, Be My Yoko Ono, a classic. Mm-hmm. Blame It On Me is really high. On my so you've named half the album now. Yep. Yep. But it's always, for some reason, between Grade 9 and King of Bedside Manor. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, Grade 9, actually, that actually would have been a good contender for you, yeah. So yeah, there we go. Overall, yeah. a good debut, an interesting one, um, but no tracks that could be thrown out no. necessarily for you. Not for me. Okay. Well, then I'll just shut my... So, what we're going to end with is something we call something fantastic. But outside of Bare Naked Ladies, of course, we have many interests. Um, Music, books. You have other interests? Yeah, do you not? No, I was going to plug the next album. (laughs) 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 I mean, you can do that. It's your choice. But we're going to, it's called something fantastic. It's something, some sort of uh, book, movie, show, song, album, you know, anything like that that we're really into, a podcast, whatever. Um, that we think that we're narcissistic about that we want to share with with other people. So do you you have anything you want to start with? Yeah, I think I, as we said, a big influence for doing this podcast was Mm -hmm. Are You Talking to Amory Me and Mm -hmm. You Talking You Two to Me. Yeah. Um, And lately I have been just a huge fan of Scott Aukerman and Mm. Comedy Bang Bang. Do you write him six letters a week as well? Uh, Yes, but he's not writing me back yet. Interesting. Yeah. Are you putting a return address on the envelopes? No, they're all getting... Uh, oh, they're sent back. You're not, he's not even uh, getting them. No. Oh, that's difficult. It's rough. That's, yeah, it must be a huge yeah. a huge uh, hit on your morale when yeah. you get six letters a week returned to you <laughs> from the week before, but you're like, next week's aren't going to be sent back. <laughs> one of these days, he's going to change his address to the one I'm sending it to. So, so which... <laughs> so you're just writing a random I'm just address. Hoping. And you just I, hope that he lives Every there. letter is a different address. I'm, try, I'm trying the whole postal code. Where are LA. you right now? Oh, LA. You're still in yeah. LA County. Yeah. Okay, yes. so you're getting there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's taking me a long time. You, that means that some celebrity, like fucking Jennifer <laughs> Aniston, has like received a letter in the mail addressed to Scott Alkerman and read it and been like, what the hell is this letter? Yeah, and usually they, it's open. They read it 
and they don't want it. So they bring it back to the post office and say, this wasn't for me. <laughs> Please send it back. I opened it, but I still want it to yeah. go back to the original sender. Yes. Interesting. So is there a specific podcast um, uh, from from them? Yeah, Comedy Bang Bang. Oh, Comedy Bang Bang just in general. Okay. Just in general. Very good. Very good. It's a lot there. It's I, not for everybody, but it's the it, best. it is a lot. And it's one – after listening to the other pods that he does, I have gotten uh, – more more into comedy bang bang because again yes. it's a very it's a bit of an acquired taste but it's really good but you need to be um yeah i understand if you're not gonna like it it's not gonna hurt my feelings i have over the past probably month gotten really into late 60s and early 70s country music like old wow. country like uh tom t hall i listen to a lot of um excuse me old willie nelson old johnny cash but more so than most of those guys is old Waylon Jennings. So again, there's a couple of reasons that you know one of my favorite bands wrote a, wrote a song uh, called Waylon Jennings Live, and then when we went and saw Connor Oberst a couple months a couple, about a month yes. ago, he covered a Waylon Jennings song, and so that actually made me I really liked that cover, so I went out and bought one of his albums, and then went on Reddit and got two vinyls for like ten bucks. And nice. I've just been listening to a lot of Waylon, and he's so fucking good. I didn't um, know Reddit sells vinyl. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll show you. Actually, I'll show you because it's really cool. But there's um one of his best-selling albums is his live album called Waylon Waylon Live. That's cool. And I'm normally again, I'm especially being so new into his discography, I don't normally jump into a live album, but it's one of them that I got off of Reddit. Right. And I put it on, and holy shit, man! Like, not only is he tight as hell, but his band is so good. Uh, so so yeah, my my something fantastic is is Waylon Jennings' live album. It's just called Waylon Live. Wait it's really good. The band's amazing. It, Go it listen just, to it, people. Please do. And, and if you do like it, tell me. And if you don't, I, that's not. If awesome. you don't, you can tell me. Yeah. If you don't, just tell pilot me. on with the stuff. Right. That yeah. You're I didn't me. like the pod, and also <laughs> I didn't like that album. But no, Waylon Waylon Live is it's a really cool live album. Um, I, I I'm not gonna knock anything now, but how good country music is and can be. Uh, I don't really listen to it nowadays, but the, but. This is just a, it's really good. So, um, and as any podcast generally has, do you have any plugs, Nick, that you want to? I have no plugs. You have no plugs. Well, it's pro- that's a problem because we've been running off battery this whole show. Yes. And we're going to need to charge after this. Um, well, yeah, that's a good thing. I'm not plugging anything. It won't take up any more time. Okay, fine. There we go. All right. Um, I, of course, um, as a narcissist, also do, well, I do have a plug. Um, I also write and record music, and I will say that it is partially inspired by Bare Naked Ladies, at least in terms of um, lyrical styles. But I uh, write music under the 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 name? The, 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 no. the moniker King Inc. Um, K I N G space I N K. King, it's King Inc. If there was a pen, the space is spelled out. Yeah, King Space Inc. <laughs> right? yeah. uh, King Inc. But I have um, at least right now I have a single on iTunes called Who Knows. I, pre- I prefer you pronounce it with the H. Like, yes. who knows? Um, Let's I, get it charting, people. We're, we're, hit, we're in, those double digits in the right now. direction. <laughs> exactly, yeah. No, it's a song called Who Knows. It's on iTunes and Spotify and all that stuff. So I I would like it if you checked it out. There will be an EP out um, in the next couple of months. And I'd prefer if you check that out, too, because this song will be on there. But check out Who Knows by King Inc. We'll see. Yeah, I know we'll that you haven't listened to it yet, have you? No. Okay, so I that's I mean, I've known you since second grade. <laughs> So thank you for listening. Hopefully this wasn't a complete waste of your time. No. Um, I'd actually like to plug this podcast. Oh, that's a good idea. If you've made it this do far, that, please that. keep listening to the last couple seconds. Yeah. And, and then if we do, yeah. when the next one comes out, listen to that one. Yes. 
That's a genius yes. idea. Okay. I don't so know why more people don't do that. They plug their own shit yes. on the show. That's genius. All right. Thank you for listening. Um, and Yeah, thanks for taking the time. We hope you enjoyed it. I don't have a sign-off. Do you have anything clever to say? Any, any puns off the band or anything like that? Off the top of my you head. You know what? If you, That's if, my strength as an engineer. You, <laughs> it's coming up with creative, <laughs> creative things. Tell you what. If you have a million dollars, we'll take it. Thank you. Thank you.